What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your boy Alex Chadwick, and um, you are now tuned into the So Dope Podcast. I thank y'all for listening. I thank all the people that have subscribed so far, all the people that really want to listen to what I got to say. Um, today is June 19th, 2020. Um, and for those of you who don't know, today is uh, is a holiday. Very special holiday, actually. And the holiday is uh, is called Juneteenth. Um, that's June 19th combined. And um, this is a this on this day um, back in in 1865. Um, I guess there was a proclamation that said all black people who were enslaved were free. But before I get into that, you know, I, I do want to start off by what's first in the news. Right. And. And if anybody has seen uh, just yesterday or the day before, uh, the pres- President Trump said that he he is making <clears throat> he is making Juneteenth, the Juneteenth holiday famous. Now, that may be a little bit true for some of his supporters. You know, I think that maybe some of his supporters have no idea what Juneteenth actually is and believe it or not there's a lot of there's a lot of african-americans who have no idea what juneteenth is they've heard it um they maybe even been to a celebration or two but they don't know the historical context uh behind juneteenth uh celebrations or the history of it this show i'm telling y'all i want to talk about this and i swear i want to do this I, i i wish i had the time but i could talk about this stuff for three or four hours um Unfortunately, I can't, you know what I mean, because of the time that I have on the show. Um, but first, you know, I I learned about Juneteenth in the ninth grade. It was actually in a African-American studies class. Um, this was the same class that I watched Roots the entire series on. Um, <clears throat> as a young ninth grader, I'm watching Roots um, in, 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 you know, as a freshman in high school, y'all. And listen, I'm not talking about the new roots, the stuff that you see on Netflix. I'm talking about the original uh, roots, the Alex Haley roots with uh, what's his name? Reading Rainbow guy, um, Star Trek guy, uh, LeVar Burton, um, who played Kunta Kinte, J- John Amos, all these people that uh, uh, that came out during that time. This is the roots that I'm talking about. It's one of my favorite I would say it's my favorite series since the day I laid my eyes on it as a as a as a freshman in high school. So, yes, um, I, I believe that having that experience in the ninth grade is something that a lot of kids in high that are freshmen in high school or anybody in high school has ever had. Like at that time, we actually had an African-American studies class. Can you believe that? Like I'm not into the education system these days and I don't know who's teaching what or what it is but i know that every morning right every morning in that class or not every morning but every period that we would go to that class uh the african-american studies class we would sing the the black national anthem some people listening is like what the what the hell is the black national anthem um if you haven't heard the black national anthem um I would I would encourage you to just go to Google and type in Black National Anthem. And you're probably going to get something along the lines of the words of uh, lift every voice and sing. Um, and, you know, in parentheses, you might see the Black National Anthem. Um, 
Now, when we did this, I mean, we were we were young. We were in high school, folks. And you can hear this song just roaring. I mean, roaring through the halls of the school. So there's a special person that I want to shout out for that. Um, you know, you can. And 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 this woman did so much for our little South Louisiana uh, uh, high school. Her name is Miss Catherine Davis, um, an amazing woman, amazing teacher. You know, she had a lot of movement during the civil rights era. Uh, so shout out to Ms. Davis. I remember years ago, I, I would come back and bring her and some other teachers that meant a lot to me to lunch. Um, when I used to come back home on leave in the military. Um, but she was the act. She was a person that actually told me, um, to embrace my big nose and my big lips and my extremely dark skin. You know, um, she would always say, you know, you young people need to know exactly who you are. You know, she told me one day, she said, Hey, look, your genes is not a coincidence. You have at you from African descent. So embrace your big nose, embrace your big lips, you know, and your extremely dark skin and be proud of that. Because back then, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, it was what the black community would call roasting. Um, today is actually bullying. You know what I mean? You know, if you were dark skin or you had a big nose or whatever, you know, you would get teased at school. I was I was teased and bullied because of you know, the way I looked um, and we can go into a whole uh, show about that and where those things originated in the black community. Um, but I won't do that. But a shout out to Miss Davis. Um, she's an extremely influential person in my life, uh, especially when it comes to being exposed to black history. Um, I, I shout out to her. So um, I'm the grandson. I'm the grandson. I, I do want to mention I'm the great, great grandson of uh, Alexander, the great Alexander Wardy, um, who was a slave in this great United States of America. Right. Um, slavery has always been a topic of discussion, a hot button topic and something that I honestly think that we have never rectified in this country ever. We've never really addressed it. We've never really went there and, and dealt with it. You know what I mean? Um, slaves, African, the majority slaves built this nation, you know, despite what people say and despite how fake and patriotic people actually want to be slaves built this nation. They really did. The wealth that was built from, from having possession of slave capital in this country is mind blowing. You know what I mean? I mean, it is mind blowing mind blowing. Um, and again, I could sit up here and talk about slavery all day, but this, what I'm talking about is a real pivotal time in our nation's history when it came to slavery, but that's not all the history. So, um, apparently America has two days of independence, right? At least that's what I believe. Um, you got the popular July 4th, um, which I don't celebrate personally myself, um, because, in the year 1776, there were still Negro slaves on plantations. So when people talk about July 4th and about the independence, I'm like, who's independence? What are you what are you talking about specifically? Because you're not talking about Africans or people of color and enslaved people in the country. Um, and so you have the first you have the first day of independence, which is July 4th. And then, of course, we got today, June 19th. You have Juneteenth. But wait, hold on a second. Didn't the emancipation of proclamation free the slaves, y'all? Is that what we're is? Wait a minute. Am I getting this wrong? 
I don't think so. So, you know, didn't the Emancipation of Proclamation, the Emancipation Proclamation free the slaves? But here's the thing. During that time, do you really think that those sour ass losing Confederates would obey the law? <laughs> you think they would obey? You really think that they were willing to obey the law? The Confederates, the people that wanted to secede from the Union. In fact, they did. Um, do you really think that they were willing to obey the law, the Confederates? Man, that's powerful. Um, so even though the Emancipation Proclamation was issued two years prior, y'all, it was issued two years prior. I'm wondering why the message never got to the state of Texas. Hmm. <laughs> People that know me, they know that I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I could spend all day on this, right? For those of you who know about the Juneteenth, and I'll explain that here in a minute. Um, but even though the Emancipation Proclamation, that proclamation was given two years, over two years prior to the the Juneteenth Proclamation, I'm trying to figure out what was going on in those two years where the message never got to the state of Texas. I think I need to research that a little more. I wish I would have bought that to the show, but I didn't. But like it always it, it always pulls that question on me, like what the what the hell was going on in the United States? You know what I mean? For two years, what was going on for two years, two years, y'all, that uh, that the state of Texas didn't get the message that slavery was over. Now, during that time, y'all, white Southerners, they did not like Abraham Lincoln. You know what I mean? I mean, for so many different reasons. And, and we can see, you know, leading up to the Emancipation Proclamation and even after and the Civil War and all this stuff, um, Lincoln was not a like man by the white Southerners. Right. And again, it's too much to talk about in the show. I mean, this is so God, I get so excited when I talk about this because this is one of my favorite periods in history. Being from Southern Louisiana, being like on slave ground where the blood was shed and the people worked their their butts off and they were enslaved and the sugarcane plantations like I get excited about that. You know what I mean? Um, so I can't cover a whole lot, but I'm going to talk about things specific to Juneteenth. Um, and I kind of want to stay on that course. So during the time that slave owners actually moved their slaves um, to the state of Texas, like even after, you know, the Civil War was either going on or over, you had states like Mississippi, Alabama. They were moving. They were actually moving their slaves to the state of Texas. Now, y'all got to see this. Is what I'm saying, like I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, what the hell was going on in two years that Texas didn't get the message? I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, on that day, a, a, a real uh, slick union general by the name of General Granger, I think his name, um, he showed up with some union soldiers in Galveston, Texas. He rode up and he told them, he said, look, I hear now these people here are free. Excuse my imitations. I'm probably not entertaining y'all. But anyways, so General Granger, he showed up, gave the proclamation in Galveston, Texas. Right. In 1865 and said, hey, these people are free. This is two years y'all, after the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. So by law, by law, the men and women were free from slavery. Right. This is technical. And notice I say technical. This is technical by law. Men and women, black men and women were free, free from slavery. It was I guess it was official at that time. So the Emancipation Proclamation came out, I think it was 1863. And then two years later, 
uh, Juneteenth happened. You know, a lot of people think that 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 it was everything happened on Juneteenth on June 19th, 1865. But people forget about the Emancipation Proclamation. And some people even try to run those two things together. They're not the same, Um, but they had the same effect, I guess, technically. So by law, black men and women were free from free from slavery. However, it's always a however, comma. Um, black people has all they you know were continued to be oppressed by violence like lynching, shootings, harassment, torture, and that's just the name of few. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, even as you get past 1865, you know, white people were were continuing to even pass legislation to oppress black people. Again, that's another show. I mean, if you think about it, you got people. That's why voting was so important. You know, Um, community was so important. Uh, Politics became very important to black people because of a lot of the legislation that white people were actually passing to oppress black people. And it still happens in modern day. Um, Segregation followed after after Juneteenth, y'all. I mean, still, you had even after the Emancipation Proclamation, you had segregation. You had uh, the, the mighty. I ain't going to call them mighty. I'm going to say the infamous Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. You had these these random acts of violence. You had Jim Crow. I mean, geez, like it's like you get people out of slavery and then they built something else around it to keep these people controlled and oppressed. Right. So even though you ain't got to put somebody in 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 chains. Right. And cages and and make them your slaves physically um, because of the white supremacy and the systemic racism and power infrastructure of America, people were, you know, they were allowed to, they gave themselves permission to pass these laws and this legislation that still continues to oppress black people to this day. Now I know that's a hard fact. And I mean, people just really don't want to, talk about that that's why i said at the beginning of the show i'm like there's some things in this country that we just haven't dealt with in the right ways you feel what i'm saying we just hasn't we just haven't dealt with it and this is one of those things right so even though slavery technically ended in 1865 there are still white people in this world today who want to dominate and oppress black people this is a fact now I'm going to give you a little glimpse. Look today. If you take 20, the year 2020 and even the the, the past years, uh, past few years leading up to now, look at how I'm going to say they and I don't mean this as all inclusive of white people, but I'm going to say, look at how they act towards the Confederate statues and flags to this day. Do you hear me to this day? There are people that are still fighting tooth and nail for the Confederate flag and all of its monuments for what they claim as their heritage. Now I was having this conversation with somebody um, and they were talking about, yeah, it's, it's American history. Leave it up. You know, that it reminds people of a significant time in our history. And I said, well, my, you know, I said, well, um, I don't, I think if you go to Germany, you're not going to see any statues standing erect of uh, Adolf, Adolf Hitler. And he said, what do you mean? I'm like, well, he was a real significant part of their history, right? 
He was very significant part of that history. But what do you think would happen if people were fighting tooth and nail to keep a statue of Adolf Hitler, knowing what he done, what he did and what he represented? Right. So that turned into one big argument with that person. But these people are still fighting, you know, for the Confederate flag, keeping the monuments up in a claim that it's their heritage. It's their heritage. It's their heritage. Right. You know, I saw a video um, on the Internet recently on social media where there was a white man. He was screaming at a black man at what appears to be a rally or whatever. Right. Now, the white man, he's holding the Confederate flag and he screams to the black man. He says, this is my heritage. You know, my family fought for their form during the Civil War. And the black man looks at the white man and he says, he says, well, who was working those farms? And then the video cuts off. So I don't really know the, the, the extent of the exchange after that. But I thought that was a good point to think about and remember. And it's really sad that 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 this is where we are, because we can't. It's like some people is what I call cognitive. They have that cognitive dissonance. They just have that conscientious stupidity, in my opinion, um, that people they understand history. Right. But they, they but they only want to they only want to subject themselves to the um, exclusive beneficial fake narrative of that history, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Um, so, like I said, it's something that we just haven't addressed. We just haven't dealt with that problem. If you think about it, we say 400 years. But it's been much longer than 400 years. But let's just use that as a cap. 400 years. You're talking about four centuries that people were enslaved in this country. You mean the great America? We're not even getting into the treatment, the business of it, uh, the psychological and generational trauma from that. We, we can go all day. Like I said, I want to do this for like two or three hours, but I don't have two or three hours to do it. But um, the people that are on the opposite side of this argument They'd say that this is about heritage. Now it was about saving your folks way of life, which was keeping Negroes enslaved. You know, cotton was king back then. Cotton was huge. You know, there were people. If you think about it, there were. If you really think about it, there were um, in the South. Cotton was so big that uh, I think it was the South had during that time when cotton was really big. The South, the southern states um, had the fourth largest economy in the world, not the United States, just the southern states, the Confederate states. They had the fourth largest, y'all. I'm talking about the fourth largest economy in the world based on cotton and having Negroes as slaves. Right. Um, So this stuff is like mind blowing. I mean, it is mind blowing. And here we are today in 2020. And in our recent years and generations, we're fighting each other with no context of real history. You know what I mean? There are people on the other side of the argument because they and I'll I'll say it how it is. This is fake patriotism, because if you're going to look at this from your privileged side and not look at the actual facts of one, how this country was built. Even men who fought in the Civil War during that time that were black were still treated like niggas. You know, they were still treated less than. 
You had a war that was fighting against keeping that way of life in the South, fighting against the 13th Amendment that abolished slavery, supposedly. But if you go and read the 13th Amendment, people that are aware of this, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery as we know it, except for imprisonment. So if anybody hasn't seen the um, the Netflix documentary called 13th, uh, people should definitely go and um, take a look at that. Revisit that. That's a very impactful thing. And I, I think I'll do another show on this, but seeing the correlation between all the stuff that happened with the crime bill and the nineties and the war on drugs and mass incarceration and that amendment, it begs the question, what the hell? Remember how I said, even though they took us out of chains back then in slavery, there was always something that was morphing and mutating into something else. Right. Even in the legislation, the, the, the Constitution of the United States There's all there's always something, whether it be federal, local people were always white people were always putting things in place to control Negroes. Right. It was always putting things in place to keep us segregated, to keep us um, to keep their foot on our necks. That's what that's what this was always about. And I'm sorry to say, but people that I know personally don't want to acknowledge that fact. They just don't want to acknowledge that fact. Right. Can you believe. Right. Can you believe in 2020 in 2020, we are still fighting and debating about establishing an anti lynching law. Do y'all understand what that means? An anti lynching law in 2020. It baffles me. Like, I don't even know how. Oh, man. My head start hurting when I really start thinking about it. An anti lynching law in 2020. And you got people debating it. You got people voting against it. Really? You got people voting against it in our government? of the great United States of America. You got people voting against the anti-lynching law. If you don't believe me, go look this stuff up yourself. It's pretty interesting, right? But I think it's a shame that in, in the year 2020, we are sitting here trying to put something in legislation that abolishes lynching in the United States of America. As, as crazy as that sounds, like it's true, you know? Wow. And all this, all this really just makes me reflect on the resiliency of the black race in this country. Right. I mean, the, when I do reflect on it, I, I, I get this spirit. y'all. I get the spirit that I believe that I can endure and I can resist anything I want to and move forward. You know, when this pandemic started, I, I thought to myself, I said, geez, man, like our ancestors were free from the bondage of slavery. And some of them even traveled to un, to to unknown land in the United States like they just got up and left. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them stayed at the plantations because they didn't know what they was going to do. But a lot of them just took off. They traveled to unknown land in the United States with no clue of what they would do or how they would survive. But guess what? Many of them did. So when I look at this in the parallel in the, in the correlations of the, of, the, of the pandemic, I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing to fear. Our ancestors went through so much. Things were so uncertain for them. All they knew was slavery since entering the borders of this country that we know as the great United States of America. I laugh because I'm being sarcastic with that. But, you know, they survived it. Many of them survived it. That right there, that is black power. 
That is the spirit that black people have carried around for centuries in this country. y'all. I mean, centuries we've carried that spirit around. Now, I truly believe that Juneteenth needs to be celebrated. You know, there's a lot of people that come out and they say things like, oh, just one day. Most of y'all ain't know about Juneteenth and this is another. But listen, I think it should be celebrated. Just re- to be honest, um, I'm trying to figure out why it's not a federal holiday. Honestly, I'm really trying to figure that out. Why is Juneteenth not a federal holiday? I think there's about there's the majority of the states recognize Juneteenth as a uh, some states recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. Um, I know the the current um, state that I live in, that they recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. So people get it off and they get paid for it. And I think that was a great gesture, honestly, like. Out of all things people talk about and do when it comes to this whole racism and um, systemic racism and diversity and all this stuff, I think making Juneteenth a paid holiday for all people um, is exceptional in my in my opinion. Right. I, I, I really believe that that's exceptional. It ain't gonna fix the problem. Right. But at least some people say, OK, well, let's let's get these Negroes something. But at the end of the day, it's for everybody. Right now. Um, however, you know, in my opinion, Juneteenth didn't set black people free. It just gave us exclusive liberties. People don't like when I say that we in my opinion, we have never been free. Even even white people, all Americans, we've never been free. They say home of the free home of the home of the free. Um I mean, land of the free, home of the brave. But honestly, Juneteenth didn't set black people free. It just gave us exclusive liberties. Got a lot of liberty, exclusively restricted liberties. But we got liberties. We ain't got real freedom yet. Um, If you don't believe me, well, let's look at less than 60 years ago. Black people were marching for civil rights in this great nation of the United States of America, less than 60 years ago, less than 60 years ago, folks. So we come from 1865 from something that's being on the law books, going through racist violence, the KKK, um, Jim Crow, segregation, um, lynchings, burnings, torture, public um, torture and lynchings. The burning of property and people. We came all the way to even just 50 years ago. Dr. King and many other people that were in the civil rights movement, they were marching for civil rights, folks. Do you understand what I'm saying? Civil rights. And even then they were being bitten by dogs. They were being beaten by police. Right. They were being spit on. They were they were being um Um, beaten. They were being hosed down with water hoses. They were humiliated. This was 50 something years in this in this great United States of America. And yet to this day, people have yet to deal with that. I'm talking about the people that are on the other side of this argument that there's no such thing as racism in the United States. That's what we were built up on. To this day. We are still dealing with a very, very detrimental circumstance when it comes to racism 
This is what this is what we're dealing with. And there will never be peace. There will never be true justice and harmony on this earth and definitely not in this country. When we live in the belly of the beast of the construct of race and how people have been treated just by the way they look. So. Happy Juneteenth, everybody, if you're going to celebrate it, I hope you celebrate it well. But for those of you who are new to this to this holiday, I really, really encourage you to go and educate yourself and start having conversations about this. I'm going to end the show right there. And as always, I always like to leave on a positive note. Y'all love is real. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Please do not be afraid to speak up when you see injustice and despair. Seek to find true balance. And don't just stay in your box talking to people who will only validate what you feel and what you believe. To grow, we must challenge ourselves. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and supporting and listening to the So Dope Podcast Show. Peace. Peace.